Here we are then for episode two. Can you believe it? We've been allowed back. I'm Gareth. Hello. I'm Sam. Right, excellent. (laughs) Off to a great start. And for those who got in touch last week after hearing us for the very first time, who were uh, complimentary actually over Mm. you. In fact, I think you've probably had more fan mail than I've ever had. Really? Well, we had an interesting message in and I... I can't find it, actually. Um, It was sent through to us, and it was from Lynn. Now, Lynn said, uh, this is the message that she sent through, that I was listening to your podcast. Mm -hmm. When my husband walked in, uh, your podcast, your radio show, because this this doubles up, you see. So we do two things for the price of one. And she said that my husband thought that Sam was actually my sister because they sound very, very similar. Well, is that a compliment or well, an I'd, observation? So Lynn really? is, well, I, I mean, Lynn's from Blackpool. So oh, I okay. guess it's a similar accent, yeah. isn't it? Because you're from Lancaster, yeah, which isn't too far away from Blackpool. N- well, no, I suppose not. Maybe it's a similar accent. I don't <laughs> Maybe know, that's really. why. Um, so we are here and it's a real joy to be with you. Welcome along, and we've got plenty, plenty, plenty coming your way. In fact, I'll tell you exactly what in just a moment. This is the His and Hers podcast, a weekly ramble about life and relationships. Listen to the full radio show Saturdays from 10am on Connect Radio. This is quite difficult for me because the screen in front of me at the moment is very, very small, and I'm not known for my good eyesight, However, <laughs> at least I go to the opticians, unlike you. Well, I can see. Is this true that you've never been to the opticians no. ever in your well, life? Obviously, I had my eyes tested when I was a child. You're now 37 years old. But I've got no problems with my eyes. How either. do you know you haven't got problems if you don't see. get it tested? Because I can see everything. So, do you <laughs> only go to the dentist if you've got a pain? Well, some people do. No, do you? (laughs) Not some people. No, but I can see. You know, if you can't see, I mean, you're practically blind, aren't you? You You can't see anything without your glasses. I genuinely think that if I didn't have my contact lenses in and if I didn't have glasses on, I I could probably be registered blind. Because they always used to say to me when I was a little boy that if you wear glasses now, it will improve your eyesight no, when you get it older. It worsens, it's not it, true, is it? That because have you ever seen an old person in their eighties who have gone? Do you know what? I used to wear glasses as a kid, and I've got twenty <laughs> twenty vision. It's quite the opposite, isn't it? Really, you've just got very tiny eyes as well. Maybe that. I haven't got tiny eyes. I've maybe, got right. Maybe that's the reason. Should we talk about this now? Because you always say that I'm potentially half Chinese. You are when you laugh. You do, <laughs> your eyes close. It's the cottrell eyes, isn't it? Do you mm, think they're just very small? 
There's not much there. I've not got small eyes. <laughs> My eyeballs are the same size as yours, I, I presume. Need, I've never not, checked them against yours. You're not opening them, are well, you? Well, if it. I do... Open them wide like that. Now I just look very <laughs> shocked. I look <laughs> traumatised. I'm like, oh, Gareth must have seen a ghost. But you've got a tiny mouth. It isn't tiny. So... If you've I just ever, don't have very big lips. If you were listening last week and wondering why is Gareth much louder than Sam, uh, that's because Sam, actually, uh, she has the mouth size of a pinhead. <laughs> it's that small. And when we have tea, uh, I have to get... Do you remember years ago when you had the milk at school, those little blue straws that were <laughs> tiny? Basically, she has to suck up all her tea using one of those because her mouth a, is is so small. That is a, a horrific uh, image, isn't it? Now all of your food mashed up, and you have to consume it via a straw. Um, so welcome, <laughs> welcome to um, Saturday breakfast, and this is Connect Radio, and also. Hi to those people who will be listening it to listening to it back on the podcast. But this is when it gets very confusing. Which one do we address it to? Do we address it to the radio audience and then it just goes out on the podcast? Or do we address it to both? I think just to the radio. So we just continue. It's yeah. a radio show. And then you're just making a podcast out of the radio show. And do you think that'll work? Yeah. Okay. Unless we talk about things that have gone by the time it goes out on the podcast. What? So, for example... You're confusing me now. If Not we were to launch a competition ahead. on the radio, then right. we wouldn't be able to do it on the well, podcast no, or e- add it in the podcast, because that would confuse people. Yeah, take that out. Why am I asking you anyway? I don't know. You're a midwife. <laughs> what do you know about podcasting? <laughs> well, hopefully a lot after this now. You know as much about broadcasting as I know about giving birth. But actually, if you listen to the show last week... Um, you know nothing. We could be doing another bit of role-playing, maybe. But where you could do the role-playing again. who's got three children know so little about birth? I think we'll put it to the test. I think you should test me. You should use... Fra- this is what we'll do. You should give me phrases that you use in your workplace right. and I have to work out what they are. Should we do that? Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that next, you in fact. Know them. It depends how deep you get because I could do well, the same on could you, couldn't I? Deep. I could say, like, mm. that um, piece of audio has a fantastic flanger on it. That must be some sort of, like, sound flanger like a dull sound underneath it like a tone to it you're thinking of a drone aren't you rather than a flanger flanger. well anyway we will (laughs) be doing we'll be putting our industries to the test to each other in just a moment this is the his and hers podcast gareth the guy who thinks he's funny and sam the woman who tells him he's not so we're taking this very seriously because i've even got Some quiz music here. So what we're going to do is we're going to... Now, I don't really need to do this to you because it's pretty obvious the phrases that we use. But I want you to give me some of your phrases, your terms that are used in the hospital, okay? Okay. So. Oh. Let's start, (laughs) please, if we can. Okay. With term number one. 
Okay, I've started off easier, I think, and then got harder. Okay. So the first one is forceps. What does that mean? So forceps are the big grippers, the big claws <laughs> that they bring out when they need to grab the baby's head, which is why sometimes you see babies when they come out, they've got a conehead. Oh, well done. Okay, I didn't know. Which know is that. quite funny, it has to be said. Oh, well, it's a shame though, how, isn't it? Out of interest, how, yeah. how hard do they know to press down on well, the forceps? Because surely you could cause serious problems if you do yeah, it too hard. you can. So that's a whole other conversation, really, that. Well, it's a conversation that I would love us to have right now, if that's <laughs> okay. possible. Uh, well, there are, it's experience, isn't it? But you're not really supposed to mu put much force on, with them. If it's not, if you pull and nothing happens, then you, sh you shouldn't carry on because you can cause a lot of damage. And presumably there's and parts of the head that you'd put it on. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I don't not know. So I don't do it personally. I imagine if there's two, there's two grippers, you'd put it on Either maybe the side. temples. Yeah. And you wouldn't put it on you're the forehead on the and face, the other one so on the you back know, of you're it. Putting it on the side. Or if they've got a massive nose, well, you, grab onto that and you yank it. If you put it on the fr on the face, it's going to cause a lot of damage, isn't it? So yeah, the the doctors are obviously very experienced and properly trained, and they can only do so many pulls two pulls on it and if nothing happens that's it abandon it um next term please right okay multip a multip multip what does that mean a multip can i have a clue is it some sort of instrument that you use or is it in a, a, a condition it's not an instrument it's a term we use to describe somebody a multip mm-hmm Somebody really gets on your nerves at the <laughs> hospital. You must have phrases like that, where well, it's like... they can't be repeated on this A multip. So it's, it, it would be a type of person. It's a, it's a way of describing somebody. A multip. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's on the large side. No. Nope. Somebody who's on the small side. No. Nope. A multip. Do you give up? I do give up. Go on. It's somebody who's had more than one baby. A multi... Oh. So, what's the opposite to a multip? A primip. This is very interesting had, stuff, isn't it, this? That's the first baby. Okay, uh, okay. How many more of these have you got? Three. Okay. Go for the next one, please. Okay. This is a bit easier. Amniotic fluid. Now, amniotic fluid is the stuff that's in the sack. Yeah. Well I done. know that. Um, in fact, should we share about Gabriel, where he was born in the sack? Yeah. And the fluid didn't come out. Well, no, it... Well, it did, did right at the end. It did right at the end, but he came out in this strange veil. Well, he came out incredible. Into, the, into the pool in in a little ball, didn't he? But only I got to see that. You didn't. I, 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 I genuinely wish that I'd have taken a photograph there and then. That is the yeah. one thing about it. I can it imagine it, but... Because it was such... Anybody who's been present in a labour, you know what it's like. You aren't thinking, right, I'll get the camera, it'll be here any minute. It, it all just happened so quickly. Mm. And then by the time he was out, all that veil had been broken off by the midwife. Yeah. It was a truly incredible Aww. experience. <laughs> Next one, please. Okay. Uh, you might know this one as well. Hyperemesis. Oh, hyperemesis. Um... It's some sort of level that's high, I imagine. <laughs> on the uh, hyper, I'm sure I've heard that phrase used. Hyperemesis. 
It is in I've the no media idea. a lot. Hyperemesis. Is that when the when the baby doesn't get enough oxygen? No. Is it when it gets too much oxygen? <laughs> no. Do you give up? Go on. It's in in the first trimester if you're really sick, really badly. Which is what you've had and well, what Kate no, Middleton... I, I didn't have hyperemesis. Hyperemesis is like where you have to be admitted to the hospital because you're just vomiting so much and you get really dehydrated and ill. Is that what Kate Middleton yeah. had? Right. And the last one, please. The last one is meconium. Meconium. Now, I do know what... Meconium. Meconium. <laughs> I, I have... It oh, funny. that is literally... Meconium. That's... Ah. Oh, go on. Is that the goo that's in the mouth when they Nearly. come out? Or is it the nose or something? Meconium. You're sort of on the right track. And then when they cough, is that what comes up? No, but you, you're nearly there. Meconium. You're at the right point of... Mac- uh, is, is it... The something s- that comes out. Is it the stuff that comes out in the first nappy? Yeah. So but it is that stuff? It's that, but sometimes they can do it inside. Remember, Be- Betty did it, and I had to go on that thing. Yes, yeah, so it's like the first poo. What a... That black task. What a learning experience yeah. that has been. Well, I'm, I really enjoyed that. I'm impressed that you knew some of them. I did go for easier ones. Now, I would like to test you on my industry, oh, no. if I that's all right. I not know any of it, will well, I? It, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's basically we've got a computer system and we press play. We've still got quite a lot to come on the show, actually. We haven't really, I suppose, introduced ourselves properly, have we? So no. um, we did our first show last week. Um, you know me from the breakfast show, but you probably don't know Sam. It was her first stint on the radio last week. And the audience seemed, <laughs> seemed to like you. I don't know why wow. I sound so shocked when I say that. I was shocked, really. I mean, how many compliments did you get? Quite, well, quite a few, but I felt that it, it wasn't that great, but, you know. And, do you know, the listening back stats are in. Right. And we are the most listened back to show, I think, up there that we've ever had, wow. last week anyway. So it used to be Nathan Cheeseman, who did the dance show. Yeah. Um, I never made him that jingle that went, Nathan, cheese me, cheese me, cheese me, cheese me, baby. I wish I'd have done that. Uh, But it used to be him, but even he couldn't get the numbers that we pulled last week of people listening back. But is that just a first show thing? It could be. This is the thing. It could be. Or people couldn't bear to hear too much of us, so they wanted to listen back to it so they can fast forward the boring (laughs) bits. There is that. But if you ever do miss one of these shows, or any other show on the radio station when it comes to that, all you need to do is to head over to our website, connectradio.com, and you, you can listen to any show whenever you want. What we want to do on this show is to have little features. So each and every week you know that we'll be discussing something, uh, we'll be addressing this. Now, I'm going to try my hardest to get some jingles for next week. So it will actually introduce the features for us and maybe we can have some music just to sort of distinguish between when we're doing the feature and when we're not and we're just waffling. But I don't know about you, as I get older, I get a lot grumpier. Yeah. Don't agree to it, (laughs) but you've known me for nearly 12 years. Do you think as I've got older, I've got grumpier? Yeah. Do you think that I've got reason to be grumpy? 
No. Why I think do- you've got less, less tolerant of things. Why do you think that is, though? I don't know. You tell me. Well, I'm thinking, is You're it under because... more stress, I think. Is it because I'm less tolerant or I've just got more and more people who are getting on my nerves? Because in the early days, it was just you and me. So if you were getting <laughs> on my nerves... I would basically drive back home at the weekend and that was it for a full five days <laughs> until I don't... went to see you in Lancaster. But the thing home. is now I'm trapped. I'm stuck <laughs> in this house and there's so many trapped. of you. Not trapped, but it's just harder to get some time on my own, I suppose. Right. And... We want to do this feature, which is called Weekend Wines. Yeah. Now, this is nothing to do with alcohol, but what we wanted... I mean, I think everybody listening to this right now will have those occasions where they think, that really gets on my nerves. That really, really winds me up. And yeah. we thought we'd share them on the radio. So this week, I've been making a list of right. things that really, okay. really annoy me. But I want you to go first. Well, I've just thought of another one as well. So how oh, many wow, can okay. I say? Well, we don't want to peak too soon. Okay, we don't okay. want to do them... All. Well... I'll say two now. Say two now. Okay. And then build up to the other ones for next week. Okay, right. So the first one is, and it involves the older generation, this. So all the older generation, particularly... Be all, careful. And I'm trying not to... The older generation, particularly men... And this is one thing that I hear quite a lot when I'm out and about, and it really, really annoys me, (laughs) is going up to the receptionist somewhere or the the cashier at the till and saying either one, oh, love, do you want to crack? (laughs) Can you crack a smile? Oh, wow. (laughs) Come on, love, it can't be that bad. Crack a smile. Something like that. <laughs> right, that's one. But that hold really on a minute. Annoys me. Is that not just? Is no, that? Is that not, not just so rude, a nice so icebreaker? No, it's rude. That okay. First right. First of all, um, they might just look like that. That might be just a natural resting face. They might not be unhappy. You don't have to have a massive smile on your face twenty four seven. And then right. the other thing that they'll they'll say is. Oh, well, you wouldn't know anything about that. You're just too young. You're too young to know anything about that. Well, just yes, because... And th- I agree And I with heard this the other day. He said it to the lady in Asda. She wasn't that young. She must have she been... She was a, in her 80s. She must have been about 45. And I thought, what? Just leave her alone. And he was, he was re- it was so rude how he said it. I don't think he meant to say it like that. But So that's the first one. Do you want me to say the next one? That's just the first that one. That was just one. That was literally but a three is, and a half minute rant. That is at the moment really, really one of... Because I keep hearing it. It keeps happening when I'm out. Not to this, me, but I can hear it. And it's just rude. This could become a very juicy feature. This yeah. could, couldn't it really? Mm. Um, you were going to give us two. Okay. Give us the other one. The second one is, isn't a, per- a person thing. It's a nature thing. Right. And it... Involves daddy long legs and moths. <laughs> right. That, why but is, do is, they come in your house and they just that fly? Really a w- so this is what they do. They purposefully well, there's come There's one in. there now. No, there is. <laughs> <laughs> the daddy long legs targets me. It, see, it sees me 
and it flies at my face. It's, it's it flies just, with its arms open wide. It wants to touch me. The only reason it does that is because it can see it your glowing halo and <laughs> it's attracted to light, you see. I do understand. So the only time I ever get freaked out by things like that is the other night in bed. Do you remember it when you I went? So we turned the lights off and I was bare chested. And because my chest is so hairy... If anything is to crawl across it, I feel it straight away. And that is what happened. And I knew, because sometimes, both you and Betty have got really long hair. Sometimes, if I feel a tickle on the face, it's probably (laughs) one of your hairs that's wrapped itself around my ear. Mm -hmm. And when I'm moving, it starts flapping as I'm breathing. But I knew that that was a different feeling, that one. I knew that it was no, that that is something that had just walked I'd, across I'd my cry. chest. You quickly switched the light on and yeah. then it darted for you oh. and it went, oh, yeah, here's me does. best mate. It, they do. They target me because they know I cannot stand them. Anything that flies that is an insect, I don't want it near me. Why? <laughs> right. Why are they coming in now? What's, what's, someone is it something might know. about warmth, maybe? Someone might know the answer to this because... I mean, occasionally you get a daddy long legs. We must have had about between 10 and 15 in the last week in this house. And it's just a nightmare. If you know why it is, then do get in touch with us. The regular details apply. You can find them on our website, connectradio.com, and get in touch with us and let us know. I wonder if it's something about heat. Because no, when I think it's some sort of breeding season for them or something. There's not that many daddy long legs normally. And you never see them in the winter, do you, Daddy Longlegs? Well, I don't think I'm I've ever seen one in the winter. The winter. Um, right, we'll play a song and then we'll okay. be back with a few of my wines. But actually, to be honest, I've discovered that out of us both, you're potentially the grumpiest one. Really? This is the His and Hers podcast, a weekly ramble about life and relationships. Listen to the full radio show Saturdays from 10 a.m. on Connect Radio. We were talking about our week weekday wines. Yeah. Now, one of mine actually, and well, I've got a few of these. You did okay. see the list of them, so this could last us a few weeks. Right. But one of mine is, okay, is, and if you're one of these, I can only apologise, but <laughs> you need to change your ways. Right. And it's receptionists who work at doctors. Oh, I understand what you mean. And you probably know where I'm going to go mm. with this. Because even the, the pre-recorded answer phone message now says, please share your medical, uh, your Problem. medical problems, conditions, with the receptionists or the reception team because they are trained yeah. in... What's the phrase they use? They're trained in... Oh, I don't it's, know. They're just it's trained like, to know whether you need an appointment When or you not. go to A&E, the first nurse you see... Triage. Triage, that's it. They're trained in triage. Now, that's not so bad maybe over the phone, but the other day, okay, I had to go. So I had to have my bloods taken. Right. And then the doctor said, right, uh, to clear up this rash, which can I just add is under my arm, all right? So I went out and I said, "Um, the doctor said that he'll need to see me again in a few weeks. And literally... She didn't even quiet, quiet down her voice at all. She said, is it about this rash that you've got? And it was a full reception. 
<laughs> and literally, if I hadn't have been the type of loud mouth yob I am, mm. and I said, I actually addressed the whole reception, and what? I said, don't worry, it's only underneath my armpit. Oh, did you make a joke of it? Because you made light of it. I felt that I had to do, because right. when she said, mm. is it about your rash, you naturally assume that it's a rash somewhere else, wouldn't you, really? I've had you more embarrassing to. things than that where I've had to say it in the reception because you have to tell them but I d- some I d- things I don't or you have to give them samples of things. There is sorts. a reason, right, why a receptionist hasn't gone to medical school for potentially eight years and mm. a doctor has. And that's because, not to take anything away from them, they're very good at their job, I'm sure, but it's a bit like me venturing out into doing something which is very, very slightly to the job I do. It's like me trying to install a satellite dish on a person's house because, well, it's it's sort of sound, isn't it? But I'm sure I could have a go at it. But on the other side of it, you have to screen some things, don't they? Because have you ever been in the reception when people have come in to try and get an appointment for different things or they've come in to just book an appointment and you can... Tell that it must be a difficult job, <laughs> is all I'm going to say. Why does it matter? Because, because there's a limited number of appointments. But we're all entitled to that 10 minutes no matter what. We all play, uh, pray, but, we all pay the same taxes. But uh, this, is, this is another side of it from my job. I have had so many pregnant ladies ring me to ask me to look at their teeth. And if I just said, yeah, come up, I'll look at them. That wouldn't be any good, would it? You have to triage them and be like, well, really, you need to go to the dentist for that. That's fine, but you then what, what you could do is to use the argument and say, well, actually, if you go to see your doctor about something which is completely irrelevant, they can just there and then say, sorry, not my role. You go, they then can have a break of potentially nine and a half minutes preparing oh, for the but next it's a waste patient. of money and an appointment. So you agree that the receptionists should actually no, be there saying, I, oh, right, um, so you think that lump could be something else? Well, I, I've done an administration <laughs> course and I think you'll be fine. No, I think there's two sides to it. I think they do have to screen it by asking basic questions to make sure you're not ringing up for something complete. Or they could, sometimes I've had this as well, someone rings up and says, I've got chest pains, can I come and see my midwife? Or can I come and see the GP? And they'll have to say, well, no, you'll have to go to A&E now. So there's two sides to it, isn't there? People who want an appointment for nothing. People who want an appointment for something really serious. That's all it's for. But one thing that does annoy me is sometimes the attitude and the way that they speak to you can be quite mean. If you are... And that doesn't need to be. If you lack such common sense that you think that you should book in in advance for an appointment with a doctor when you're having chest pains well, and potentially a heart attack, tell, then I'm sorry, it's your own fault. <laughs> I'll tell you now, it's a common occurrence in my job. This, this, this... And, and people are adamant, they want to come and see me with chest pain and I have to be really firm and say, you can come, <laughs> but you're not in the right place because if you're having a heart attack, I'm not the right person that you want there. Never mind... Me managing a radio station, I should manage the NHS 
because <laughs> I would I would uh. use the idea of common sense okay and I would have people who turn up with the most ridiculous accidents that they've had okay in fact I'd introduce a point system okay so you've got your child right. who's very very sick mm-hmm. they would be a 10 pointer they get through straight away. The guy who was walking under a ladder and something dropped off the scaffolding and has pierced his shoe and he's got a really painful toenail, Right, he'd be potentially a number four. Now, the person who was trying to put his socks on whilst balancing on one foot and fell over right. and has potentially hurt his wrist, number one. You know, it's your own fault. You'll have to wait for this. But I need to tell you something. That already exists in A&E. Does it? Of course does it, it really does. What do you, they triage you when you get there. That's what triage is. They triage you. They give you a number or a colour. Well, it's like a colour, I think. I Red, amber, knew. green. And that's the time that you have to wait. So but children are obviously seen straight away. People with chest pain straight away. But Someone they with a don't tell, to tell you the colour you are, do well, they? No, of course they don't. Because if you you all obviously think it's serious because you've gone to A&E. This but... is secrets of the NHS, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'd love to know how many people need that. Well, obviously, okay, if you're sat there with an achy wrist and if some child comes in who, who can't breathe... Obviously, that would happen. But I never knew that there was literally colour codes where, do you know, that guy over there has accidentally tripped over a hoover and he's impaled himself on an action man. (laughs) I never knew that that would be the case, that he could be an amber. I thought that it was almost first come, first served, unless they have an emergency. Well, yeah, if he was the only one there, he would. But I don't think someone tripping over an action man's going to be an amber. I think it'll just be a green 10-hour wait and then see some paracetamol and go I home. Would, I would thing. love to know how many people hearing this right now actually actually know that that was the case. Because I, I didn't. Now, okay. what you can do... I think most people know that. ...is to head over to connectradio.com and you can get in touch with us on WhatsApp. And I'd love to know... Did you know that that was a thing when you go to A&E that they've got colour codes, a green, an amber and a red? This is the His and Hers podcast. Gareth, the guy who thinks he's funny and Sam, the woman who tells him he's not. Well, we'd love you to get in touch and to tell us. Did you know that that is the case when you go to A&E that they don't tell you your your colour, but they know that that person's a red, that person's Mm. an amber and that one is... A green. I wonder if there's anything past a green where Maybe. it's almost like a I white and it's be, yeah. actually, you'll be here for 12 hours. I think there, there might be. I think there might be more levels than just those three. I don't know because I don't work there, but it makes sense, doesn't it? Um, now, I want to talk about this because we haven't been to Wales really this year. Or have we? One. Have we been to Wales this year? So on Monday... They're going to change all 30 zones to 20 zones. Have you heard about this? No. Genuinely. Now, mum and dad, they've obviously been to Wales for six whole weeks. Mm. But they said that there's residents, there's tourists up in arms 
a 30 zone doesn't exist in Wales for a Monday. Right, I didn't know that. Now, I tried, out of interest, when I heard this on the radio the other day, I tried driving into work doing just 20 miles an hour and I didn't get out of third gear. And in fact, I could have probably drove in second gear. Now, the government is saying that they're introducing this to help climate control. But surely if you're driving in a higher gear, you're doing more revs, so you'll burn more fuel. I would have thought it was more to do with road safety. Because I read a thing um, to say that actually the mortality rate when you're driving at 30 is still quite high. It doesn't really drop until you go down to 20. So I thought it'd be that. But is 20 it? miles an hour, so there'll be roads. It's not going to affect the environment that much, is it? Just whales doing it. And in fact, Dad, <laughs> as he is, he he actually gave me certain routes. He said, now, you know, from this area oh, to yeah. that area, can you imagine having to drive a straight 20 miles? And there was something like, if you drive on the stretch of road and he's actually calculated all this far too much time in his hands mm. but he can <laughs> uh, but if you calculate it it was going from somewhere like real to somewhere else right. and i wish i'd been paying more attention really but it would mean driving at 20 miles an hour for something like 15 miles right now can you imagine that just going all the way I don't know if I think it's that bad of a thing. I don't know. I think it's okay, but I don't really see... It's not going to impact the environment, I don't think it? it will. I mean, It'll it save might... lives, maybe. Or I don't know how but many I, people in Wales I are knocked over all the time. I don't think it will save lives because the drivers will be going so slow, they'll fall asleep at the <laughs> wheel anyway <laughs> and they'll still end up crashing into people. And let's not forget, okay, cars going at 20 miles an hour, what about milk floats, which will be overtaking the cars, <laughs> and they'll potentially be knocking people over as well? It's quiz time. So, Samantha Cottrell wants Samantha Barlow. Um, true, isn't it, that your auntie used to be Deirdre, and uh, no. your distant cousin is actually Gary? If I had a pound Big for G. every time I, I've said... I've been told that I'm related to Ken Barlow. So, you, your specialist subject right. is radio. Okay. I um, won't know any of these. You've been doing it for seven days now. <laughs> and you tested me on a few of your phrases. Would you like to just remind me of a few of those phrases that Can you I used? Can I just say, mine were more general knowledge, though. You should know those things, especially if you are three kids. I bet there's nobody I listening will... to this. Well, there will, there will be... be people in all of those. A very small percentage of people who go, oh yeah, I know that. I remember that. Which were they now, quickly? Oh, hang on. Forceps. Forceps. That's the easiest one. What were the other two? Multip. Multip. No, I've eaten, thanks. Amniotic um, fluid, hyperemesis okay. and meconium. Right. So I would like to test okay. you. I've go only on got on. a few. So, mm -hmm. first of all, reverb. I think reverb is like when you're talking now into the microphone you get like some noise coming back something like that it reverbs back is that your final answer yeah well reverb well you're confusing reverb with feedback right now feedback is if you were to put for example 
and I'm not sure if it'll work now on these microphones we're using, but in the olden days, if you had your headphones too loud, it would mean that the microphone would pick it up. Do you know what we were talking about earlier on? And this is so funny about big spiders and daddy long legs. There's actually one in the room right now. And I'm sure it's eyeing up Sam. It's one of those spiders that where it just travels everywhere all over your living room really fast. I think it's honestly, <gasps> oh, it's just dropped on the floor. Is it going to come crawling over here? It's so anyway. Quick. Where were we? Okay, uh, so reverb ah, is, do you know when you sing in the shower? Right, yeah. Or you make a noise and it's that echo? Yeah. That's what reverb is. And right. they tend to put it on more sort of singers than they do radio so presenters. So it was similar to what I said, if it's an echo, it's like a noise that's coming back. I don't think you said echo. I don't think that was the phrase you used. Can I just tell everyone at home as well, he's just gone into this absolute radio geek mode now. This is... I have like the jacket, deep, deep the beard. Radio um, I've also got the dandruff in the beard as well. <laughs> um, I've got the socks and sandals. It's just such a geeky like thing, isn't I've, it? I've dedicated my life to this industry. To have knowledge of. So well, the next one is one. a song hook. What is a song hook? Is a so I feel like I've got a spider in my hair or something. You have actually, but anyway, is a song a hook. Son a song hook? Is that like the sort of catchy part of a song? Congratulations, it is the catchy oh, part. Yes. But don't get confused and think that it's always the melody because sometimes it can also be a line of the verse. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and the next one is mm -hmm. a segue. Segway. This is the last one, actually. Oh, what is a segue? Well, I did five. I, I could go. I've got. I think I've got thirty of these. If you want them, I think a segue could be some sort of link between two parts of the show. Okay. It's something that you put in that links two things together. Pretty much that. It's oh, yes. it's basically often doing some sort of um, vocal link. Right. to link up two songs together, a segue. Uh, and the last one oh, um, is... You thought of another one off the top of your head. The you? last one, um, a fiddly foodle bird. A fiddly foodle bird. A fiddly foodle bird. It's out of a film or something. What is a, a fiddly foodle? If you could tell me that, please. A fiddly foodle. I can't think what it's out of. It's out of some sort of film or programme. I don't know. But is it a radio term or have I just made it up? It's not a radio term. It's out of a programme. Fiddly foodle. What was it from now? What? Are you asking me? Or are you telling I'm asking you because I was saying know? it as a joke and then no, I realised that actually it was from something yeah, and I'm as confused as you are. We'll be back to clear it all <laughs> up after this. This is the His and Hers podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so every new episode sneaks onto your device without you even knowing about it. Obviously, I was in my element during that little quiz about radio there. It is, the thing is about radio, it's one of those industries that you you are very geeky if you work yeah, in it. Definitely. Now, TV tends to be quite a cool industry, doesn't it? Do you yeah, think? Well, to a point. It depends what sort of programme you work on, doesn't it? Well, I'm talking at Songs of Praise, The Antiques Roadshow, <laughs> do you know, really hip and down with the kids and stuff. But radio, but 
the funny thing is that it was quite the opposite in like the 50s and the 60s. Mm. It was radio. And I've heard some... In- <laughs> I'm turning to such a geek here. But <laughs> I was reading a really interesting article about Tony Blackburn when he used to work at Radio 1. Right. And when he used to go into his show at the BBC and come out again, they had to cordon off the roads nearby and have crowd control because there were so many people who wanted to meet Tony Blackburn. That's your dream, isn't it? To be that famous on the radio. It's, it's, it's what dreams are made of, Samantha. It, it, it really, really is. It's just, you know, I mean, the only time I've ever needed crowd control... Well, you haven't. Well, I haven't ever, actually. <laughs> I've never, ever needed crowd Instead, control. Instead, you sat here with me in the living room. Well, what more could a broadcaster want than to be sat here with his beautiful wife and just enjoying some quality time together? Anyway, fiddly foodle birds. So this, I had it in my head. And you, when I said fiddly foodle, you were talking about a program. You were right. And I was right because, well, in fact, sing along with the theme tune, ladies and gentlemen. Long, long ago, there was a magical time when all the creatures from legends, myths and fairy tales roamed the earth. One, however, was much too silly to be believed in. Now that, of course, is the voice of... I don't know. Bruce Forsyth. Is it? ...who were lost, exploring in a sieve, so oh, right. Yeah. The book was found one Christmas night by their lonely young son, Algernon. And there's just something about... Do you know, nostalgia, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because do you ever get that feeling when when you see a programme or a toy from when you were a child, do you get that strange sort of, like, feeling inside? That, like, weird nostalgic tickle almost inside? It depends how how much I liked the actual thing. But, yeah, the things that I really loved. Like I don't remember that. I don't remember watching that. I mean, when's it from? I don't, I don't, 1991. I don't remember watching it, but I just remembered the name. Butter Moon, I loved. Do you remember that? I bet you don't remember this one, but I introduced it to the kids last oh, week no. and they hated it. What? Bertha. You always go on about because that. Did Bertha, you only watch one program? I only ever watched Bertha. And in fact, done. even to this day, I only ever watched Bertha repeats of it over and over again <laughs> no other tv programs exist in my life apart from bertha lovely bertha the thing sometimes is, we think you're a dream the other thing is it wasn't even released when you were a child it was, was it it was i thought it was like the, eight, no. the 70s no it wasn't the 70s you look it up, i'm sure we'll look it up fireman sam i used to watch butter moon Play day was it play day? Play bus, I remember. Dung dung, it's a play bus. What? No. <laughs> What's that? Play day. Do you know the one where they go? Will, on, it's not called play bus. It's called play day. You will discover as the weeks go on that Sam has the <laughs> worst memory ever. Do you know? Most mornings, I have to actually remind her who I am and the fact that I'm her husband. <laughs> Look, you you remember nothing from about six months ago. I'm living in just bliss, though. You know, it's just nice. I don't in remember, fact, I don't think about the past. You are the epitome of. I live for the moment. What they say, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. You are the 
person who who they base that phrase on. Many people have bliss. been annoyed by the fact that I have a bad memory, but to me, it's good. So it aired from 1985 to 1986. I was born in 84. So, so you I must what? have remembered some of the reruns or something because mm. I specifically remember watching it. But you, on the other that. hand, I mean, you probably don't remember kids' programmes that our kids were watching yesterday. <laughs> You're thinking, what's that? There's nothing what? wrong with that. Miss Rachel, what's that? <laughs> and, and Bluey, I've, I've got no memory mm. at all of that. Bluey. This is the His and Hers podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so every new episode sneaks onto your device without you even knowing about it. During that, we were just putting some plans together. I can't believe it's going to be Gabriel's first birthday oh. in literally a few weeks. I know. I remember. I feel sad. Well, I mean, well, you sad, do, do you actually remember who he is? And <laughs> do you remember giving birth to him? I remember it. I don't remember the painful parts of it now. Isn't it weird? So is there any science in your studies that tells you why that is, where women forget the pain, which allows them to have another child? Well, I've never read anything scientific. I'm sure there is something out there, but I think it's just nature's way of making you have more children, isn't it? Because if you remembered it, like, you know... I mean, some people do have a traumatic experience, but if you remembered the exact feeling of that pain, you wouldn't do it again, would you? Just like Because you wouldn't have kidney stones again. I, I, I was just about say to say, that. thank you for reminding me. Because that's um, all he ever brings do up. Do you remember when we had the scan for Betty? Yes. You were being all, all scanned and they put that jelly on and I said something like, this takes me back a bit to when I was having my scans on my kidneys. No, oh, you, had had full blown, you had a full-blown conversation with the sonographer about me. kidney stones because you were like, do you ever scan, do any other scans apart from baby scans? She asked me, though. And then it, it just overshadowed the whole appointment, didn't Look, it? Look, if somebody asks about my kidney stones, I will tell them about my kidney stones. And in fact, we're probably about two metres away, actually, from the kidney stones, which are kept in a jar Ugh. in the kitchen... Um, I'll happily show the listeners. It can go up on our socials if you want. Well, it's gone rather quickly, hasn't it? Yeah. I think we've rather enjoyed it, and hopefully you have as well. We will be back again next week, and remember um, that we have got our very own podcast, which is all the highlights of this. Now, if you're listening to it on the podcast, that'll make no sense at all. But for those listening to the podcast, we have a radio show that goes out every Saturday between uh, 10 and 12. But also, um, we have this podcast. It's called His and Hers. Him, what's it called? Him and Her. Him and Hers. And Is you it? can download it on all the regular platforms. So do that and be sure to subscribe as well. We'll be back again next week when we do it all again. Take care and God bless. Bye. Bye.